0: This week, we spoke with Natalie Sanandaji, a 28-year-old New Yorker who was in Israel at the Nova Music Festival with Friends October 7th, when she was forced to run for her life from Hamas terrorists who killed those she'd been dancing with just a few hours earlier. She was visiting Israel for a wedding and stayed for the Jewish holidays. Natalie details what can only be described as a harrowing escape from the scene, only to find herself back home in New York, not feeling safe at all. The anti-Semitic incidents and social media posts, anti-Israel protests and marches in cities and on university campuses across the country have many Jewish Americans like Natalie on edge. We often have to cut interviews down for time during the week, but thought you might like to hear this full interview. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast if you haven't already. Now, here's Natalie Sanandaji on the Fox News Rundown Extra. So you you told Fox News Digital that people ask you if you feel safer now back in New York, and you said no. Um, Knowing what's going on, the protests in big cities, college campuses, people celebrating the death of Jewish people across our country, that's scaring you.
1: Yes, as someone who grew up in New York, which has the largest Jewish community in America, I've never dealt with anti-Semitism before. And it's, it's scary to see how many people are speaking out about like calling for death to the Jews. Um, I have a lot of friends who are Jewish and have seen people that they know people that they considered friends for a long time suddenly speak out. And in a way, it's good to see who's actually against you and to weed out people in your life that are anti Semitic and mm. just weren't outspoken about it before. Uh, and it's good, it's kind of in a way, it's good to know who's for you and who's against you and just try to separate from those people.
0: I think you and I have probably seen the same videos and posts, but can you think of anything in particular you've seen that maybe has bothered you especially or really stuck out in your mind as you think about the anti Semitism you've seen?
1: something that i've seen is something personal that i've seen multiple of my friends take the mezuzahs off their door uh, way which is supposed to be a prayer scroll that is supposed to protect your home and suddenly i have friends who are taking them down so that their homes won't be targeted uh wow. it's just kind of ironic taking something down that's supposed to protect your home in order to protect your home
0: and, but it's the, it's also the, the social media content. I mean, it, it, and I guess before the Internet, right, we would have to read this in the newspaper and it wouldn't be so in our faces, but it is now. Yeah.
1: Um, something that's scary is seeing the amount of people out in the streets protesting to free Palestine and just realizing how much they don't understand what's going on and that Hamas is not everything they're doing. They're saying all of their actions have been justified killing other innocent people is not going to free Palestine. And something a lot of these protesters don't understand is is that Hamas is just as complicit in the deaths of innocent Palestinians as they are in the deaths of innocent Israelis. So to me, it's very contradictory to go out in the streets and say that you're pro-Hamas, but that you also are pro-the Palestinian people. Because if you really were pro-the Palestinian people, you would understand that Hamas is using them as human shields that hamas is actions are not about freeing palestine that it's about killing the jews and i think that's it's just sad to see how many people are so misinformed and that they don't even know what they're protesting about
0: natalie let's go back um, to before you returned home to new york being in israel um i you've probably talked about it a lot you've shared it with some some of us at fox already but what do you remember about, about how it kind of went down and, and running away and, and realize, you know, going from, from, Oh gosh, maybe this is something to, maybe this is something a lot more serious.
1: So when the rockets first started coming, me and my three friends that I had came to the festival with, we were at our campsite resting, um, At around 3 a.m., we decided to go take a nap, sleep for like a few hours, and then wake up well-rested for the sunrise set, which was supposed to be the most exciting part of the festival. One of the girls from our campsite came to wake us up when the first rockets had been intercepted overhead. She just wanted us to be alert as to what was going on. And the way she described to me what was happening, no other kids would have described it this way. She came up to me and she said, I just want you to know some rockets have been sent our way, but this is normal for the area that we're in. It'll probably just be a few, and then the festival will continue. Everything will be okay. Try to imagine a festival happening anywhere else in the world, and suddenly rockets are intercepted over kids' heads, and they react in such a calm manner. Unfortunately, the reason why they react this way is because... Rockets are a normal thing for them. This is something that they go through on a regular basis. This is just their lives. This is what they deal with. All of these kids at this festival, they've all been in bomb shelters countless times. Yeah. So I tried to look to them. I tried to look to their reactions to see how I should react as well. Yeah. And they were all pretty calm at first. just because that's their reality. Um, Obviously, it's not a reality for me as someone who grew up in New York. But after a few minutes, we started to realize that this isn't just a normal occurrence. This isn't just a few rockets because the rockets kept coming. It was five and then six and then eight and then ten. The first time anyone really started to get a little bit nervous was when the... Festival security had shut off the music and told everyone to evacuate to their cars. But at this point, we still thought it was just rockets. We thought we have the Iron Dome. The Iron Dome typically intercepts most, if not all rockets. The biggest fear for me at that point was that as we're driving out of the festival, maybe some scraps from the rockets that are being intercepted might hit our car. I never could have imagined what was going to come next. Mm. Um, As we were leaving the campgrounds, the festival grounds, and going to our cars, I had asked my friends if they thought that I had some time to go to the bathroom. And at this point, we weren't in that much of a rush. We still didn't understand what was going on and how much we were in danger. Um, So they were like, yeah, you know, go to the bathroom, come back to the car. We'll be waiting for you here. I went to those restrooms by the festival exit. And a few days ago, I came across a video of the Hamas terrorists going to those exact bathrooms moments after I was there and just shooting at all the bathroom stalls and trying to kill anyone who was inside. I saw that. And that was one of the first times where it really hit me how close I was to death. That if I was in those restrooms just moments later, that they would have shot me. Mm. That was very hard for me to see.
2: From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News hourly update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.
0: Where did you go after... Like you realized you weren't going to go to your car, right? Or did you go to your car? Did you run a different direction? We,
1: we went to our cars because at this point we still thought it was just rockets. We went to our cars, we started driving and obviously you couldn't drive on most of this field. There was one dirt road that cars could actually drive down and like, just try to imagine thousands of kids are trying to leave at the same time. So it's causing a little bit of traffic. Eventually, the festival security starts yelling at everyone and asking them to pull their cars over to the side of the road, get out and start running. And we couldn't comprehend why they were asking us to do this until we heard the first gunshots. Um, And that's when we kind of realized like, oh, all these cars being in a confined space is making us an easy target for the terrorists because they are here on foot. That's the first time we realized that they were here on foot, that they were very close by and that they had guns. Um, As soon as we heard those first gunshots, we just opened our car doors and started to run. Kids were running in every direction. Nobody knew what direction was the direction of safety. And later on, when you look at the images, when you look at the videos, we now know that the terrorists were coming from multiple directions and closing in on us. So the answer is that there really was no direction to safety. But how did you get out then? I can either say it was by luck That we just made the right decisions i i like to believe that god was watching over me but when you do say that you almost feel a little bit guilty saying that and you think to yourself okay why me and why not those 260 other kids that were murdered and the kids that were taken hostage into gaza like why watch over me why not them but it was really just split-second decisions, and we just happened to have made the right decisions.
0: One of those decisions was to not hide in a in a ditch? Or is that so what you al- said? So along
1: the way, yeah, along the way, as we were running, um, everyone keeps asking, like, oh, you were running for four hours? It was hot, we were in the sun, we were tired. Obviously, every few minutes, if we didn't hear gunshots, we slowed down a little bit to catch our breath. But as we were running, We passed by a ditch and there was a number of kids hiding in this ditch and they told us, like, come hide with us. And we almost did until one of my friends said, like, no, this is a bad idea. If we hide in this ditch and the terrorists come from above us, we have nowhere to run. So we continued to run instead of hiding in the ditch. And we later found out that the kids who did stay back and hid in that ditch were shot and killed. Ah. So it's kind of split second decisions like that, that we just happened to have made the right decisions. And you were picked up by somebody. So after about four hours of running from gunshots, a few minutes had passed and we hadn't heard any gunshots and we passed by a tree and we decided to sit under the tree for a few minutes, kind of catch our breath, sit in the shade. We were sitting with a number of other kids, maybe 10, 15 other kids, and suddenly, a white pickup truck is driving in our direction. And automatically, our first reaction was, this is a terrorist coming to kill us. And I remember looking around as other kids, and we all kind of like half got up and contemplated running. And then we all kind of looked at each other and realized, like, we, we have nowhere to run to. We have nowhere to hide. If this is a terrorist, that's it. So we kind of all just like sat back down and accepted our fate. Uh, if this was a terrorist then this is the end luckily for what for us it wasn't oh. it was a man from the town of patish which is the town that we were told um to run towards this town was pretty far away but it was the safest place to get to we probably had like another hour of running if he hadn't left the safety of his town and drove, driven towards all this chaos and came to pick us up to save innocent lives. I don't think I would be here today. I, I'm not sure if I would have made it. You and saw a, a I, truck
0: coming towards you and you thought th- that it might be a terrorist and you might die right then.
1: Yeah. And and we kind of gave up. We kind of, we we knew like if this is a terrorist, we can't run away. He's in a truck he has guns like how are we going to get away and we kind of just all sat back down and gave up but we got really lucky and I've heard some people telling me that they've seen videos of this man that they might know who he is or have his contact info and I am planning on trying to get in contact with him sometime soon to thank him for saving my life um
0: Natalie before I let you go are are you scared about what israel does as its next steps like a ground invasion do you do you worry about the safety of jews around the world um, depending on and in connection to how israel responds next
1: well something i would like to say first is that obviously this is a very hopeful idea but What I would love to see is, number one, for our hostages to be released before this ground invasion, and number two, for one of the neighboring countries to let in the innocent citizens of Gaza so that when Israel does do this ground invasion and hopefully destroys Hamas once and for all, that no other innocent lives are affected. If that is even possible, I'm not one to say I'm not here to represent any government or any army and speak for what their plans are, but that would be what I would hope for. Um, I, I think it's really sad to see how many people are out in the streets protesting, saying that Hamas's actions were justified. Killing innocent people is never justified. Whether it's, a citizen of Gaza, a Palestinian, or whether it's an Israeli, it's never justified. And I, I wouldn't want to see any other lives affected by this on either side. Do I fear what's going to happen when when, and if the ground invasion does occur? Yes, because I'm already seeing so many protests calling for the genocide of the Jews. I'm seeing lone wolf attacks a woman was stabbed in front of her home for being Jewish. A lot of the things that I'm seeing today are things that happened right before the Holocaust. Propaganda about the Jews, people going around to Jewish homes and marking their doors with Jewish stars. It seems that history is repeating itself and that is definitely something that scares me. Finally,
0: as you hear people deny what happened and they say, it wasn't so bad um, that, uh, you know, the Israelis are saying, you know, this, this sounds like Holocaust denialism. Um, What would you say to people who say that the brutality didn't happen?
1: My whole life, I tried to comprehend how people can deny the Holocaust and how they can deny something that was so horrible. And now, as you said, I'm, I'm seeing it all over again. These are simply people who don't want to see the truth. These are people that... I remember I I saw a video recently that someone posted of a girl that was ripping down the flyers of the babies and the kids from the festival that have been taken hostage and are in Gaza, and the girls that have been raped. I, I saw a video today of the Hamas terrorists with one of the hostages. And they were going to take her to a different room or something. Um, and one of the terrorists said to one of uh, the other Hamas terrorists, he said, no, 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 this girl isn't a hostage um, that's going to be taken to possibly be released. She's for rape. We're, we're keeping her to rape her. Oh. And, then, and then you see girls who say that they're feminists and humanitarians out in the streets, tearing down these flyers and mm-hmm. A guy was recording her and asking her, like, why are you tearing down these flyers? And she was like, because this is false information. Show me proof that these girls were raped. Wow. It's just such a horrible thing to hear and such a horrible thing to say. Like, these innocent people have been through enough and then you're going to go and deny what they've been through. I <sighs> I just don't even have the energy to try to converse with these people and try to convince them otherwise. A lot of people have been saying to me, why do you think it's important to do these interviews? What What do you think you're going to change? I don't know if my interviews are going to change anyone's minds, but maybe seeing someone who was there, someone who experienced it firsthand, will convince one or two or three people to go do their own research, to not just believe all the propaganda that they're seeing online, and to really understand the situation. And if I even make just a few people understand, then I feel like I've partially done my mission.
0: Natalie Sanandaji, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you
2: you've been listening to the fox news rundown and now stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com listen ad-free on fox news podcasts plus on apple podcasts and prime members can listen to the show ad-free on amazon music and for up to the minute news go to Foxnews.com. did you hear the news now you can with instant updates from fox news for amazon alexa just say alexa
1: play news from fox in fox news
2: It's the latest when you need it on demand from Fox News and Amazon Alexa. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.